Welcome to The Network Effects, a show about how innovators have turned their ideas into movements. Hosted by Zan Bennett and Daniel Avnieli. Hey everyone, today is April 10th, and our guest is the Chancellor of CU Boulder. He's worked for CU for over 45 years as a professor, a dean, and as chancellor. Now he's leading the effort to respond to the COVID-19 crisis. Please welcome Dr. Philip DeStefano. Chancellor, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So the first thing I wanted to ask is, uh, how are you doing personally? Are you and your family staying safe? Yes, we're doing really well. Thank you for asking. Um, my wife and I are fine here in Boulder. Uh, we have two daughters who also uh, live in Boulder and another daughter and son-in-law and grandchildren in Arizona. Uh, and everyone's doing well. So thank you for asking. And I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Um... Before we get started, I just wanted to say that we wanted to make sure that the question list that we asked today are relevant to the concerns of the students. So to create this list, we sent a survey to our peers at CU Boulder. Our first question is, what is the school doing right now to help students and faculty affected by COVID-19? Well, you know, the first thing that we did is um, our students had to move out of the residence halls. And right now, about 92% of the students uh, are no longer living in the residence halls. We do have uh, some international students uh, and other students where uh, COVID-19 is actually worse in, in their cities than it is in Boulder. And they're uh, back in the residence halls. Uh, and what we're doing is making sure that the students who do leave are getting a refund, a prorated refund for uh, their expenses, uh, as well as the $300 uh, deposit fee. So we wanted, we were thinking about, you know, doing a credit uh, on their tuition bill for next year, but so many students needed the money right away uh, that we, we now are giving uh, direct refunds to students. Uh, we believe that's really going to help. Secondly, uh, as you probably know, we've moved to uh, pass-fail for about 80 to 85% of our courses. Uh, and the deadline was extended to the last day of the semester so that students could make that decision right up to the end, whether to take a class for a grade or uh, for pass-fail. Uh, we put in a student emergency fund, uh, and that's been working out really well. So far, we've had about 150 students uh, who've asked for uh, some financial support, whether it's for uh, technology, uh, food, rent uh, or, or other issues. We've done the same for faculty and staff as well. And I'm not sure if you had an opportunity to see um, the new video that's out about Buffs Together. Uh, and the Buffs Together video, uh, the university is putting up $1.6 million as a match uh, to our alumni, friends, donors of the university uh, to see if we can, we can get a match on that 1.6 million and that money will be used for students and faculty and staff. And then finally, I'll just mention that um, since one of my top priorities is health and wellness, I wanted to make sure that our students uh, who are no longer on campus uh, can, can make an appointment as a virtual walk-in session uh, with CAPS, with our counseling and, and psychiatric services. Wonderful. Do you think that the state of Colorado is doing enough to support CU, such as providing the resources that the school needs during this crisis? 
Well, you know, the state, um, it, you know, Zan, when you asked that question, you know, the state is also facing really unparalleled and, and unpredictable challenges, just like CU is. Uh, the projected state budget shortfall uh, because of the pandemic is $3 billion. Wow. Uh, so we're looking at the state coming in with, with the $3 billion loss from, uh, you know, previous years. But we're working with the state uh, to get federal support. Uh, and that federal support, uh, just yesterday I had a, a Zoom meeting with um, our con congressman from the 2nd Congressional District, Joe Nagoose, uh, to talk to uh, Representative Nagoose about going back for another stimulus package uh, that would help states and would help higher education, not only for us, but for all of higher education in the state. And the governor is certainly working closely with the campus. Um, we have a number of faculty that uh, are doing research in this area uh, and setting up models uh, of when we might be able to get back to um, get back to work uh, the way that we used to, if that will ever happen. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're even asking, <clears throat> excuse me, you these questions right now just shows how unprecedented these times are. But um, our next question would be. What is your message to seniors who are graduating missing on the ceremony that many of them have been looking forward to? You know, this class of 2020, uh, my goodness, it's, it's overcoming challenges that uh, no other class in, in university history uh, has, uh, has confronted. And I certainly understand uh, students' frustration with having to cancel uh, graduation uh, commencement this year. And, uh, you know, it, we really thought long and hard about what was the best way of celebrating graduation for the class of 2020. And so what we've decided on, you know, actually two pieces, one, uh, a remote uh, that will occur on May 16th. And I'm really hoping that um, our graduates participate in that remote. And then to bring them back in the spring of 2021, uh, you know, we, we've gotten questions about could we do something in August? We don't know what's gonna happen in August. We don't know if we're still gonna be in our homes or if we are allowed out uh, with a number of people that can get together. Uh, so we thought it was best to plan ahead and to look at uh, spring of 2021, but to really recognize the class of 2020 and to make sure that we're doing special things just for that class of 2020 and of course, getting to march into Folsom Field, which uh, all of our graduates really look forward to. Well, as a senior myself, I, I appreciate the efforts you're doing towards that. And I really want to make sure, you know, our, our graduates and their families uh, are able to participate. And I was really worried about, you know, if the airlines aren't flying in, in August or, or, or whatever. But if we could wait until next year and really recognize those graduates so Dan, I hope you're able to participate um, by, by walking next uh, spring in Folsom Field. Well, thank you very much. Do you think that the administration was timely and correct with the response to the virus? I'm, I'm really pleased about that. Uh, the, you know, we started, it was March 11th, uh, when we announced the transition to remote teaching uh, and learning uh, remote for non-critical service employees. Uh, we suspended university travel. Uh, we suspended education abroad, which was really difficult 
uh, for many of our students. And I know in the Leeds School of Business, uh, we had to suspend the um, study abroad program in, in, I believe it was going to be in April uh, for the uh, Leeds uh, School of Business. Um, and then on the March 16th, um, we asked um, students who were living on campus um, and who were able to do so to return home. And as I mentioned, 92% of our students did that. Uh, prior to that, the rec center was closed, uh, but students were still able to retrie uh, retrieve belongings. Uh, and then we made that decision on the 17th of March about canceling uh, commencement. And these all predated um, what the governor announced. The, the governor's first announcement was March 18th. Uh, his statewide uh, stay-at-home order was March 30th. So we feel these decisions were made, um, number one, in the best interest of our campus. And really, uh, they've had positive results. Yeah, I mean, when classes first went online, where everyone on campus was kind of like, what is going on? Is this over dramatic?" And then we started to realize you guys made the right decision with that, so. Well, thank you, yeah. That, and, you know, I have to uh, really compliment our faculty. Um, some of them have never used, you know, Zoom or Canvas for teaching, yeah. but they really stepped up and, were, <clears throat> and have been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a non-senior, my heart obviously goes out to all of them right now, but I do have another semester, and I was wondering, does this pandemic change the current plans for the fall semester? Well, for the fall, obviously, we've not made any decisions yet. You know, my goal uh, is to have students back on campus in the fall. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to have everyone back on campus um, or how we're going to do it, but I feel strongly that at some point we need to have students back on campus in the fall. I want to be, you know, flexible um, and take the time that we need uh, within this next month uh, to really look at, um, you know, the COVID-19 and where we are in the various models, uh, where testing is, if we can see increased testing uh, early in the fall or, or mid-fall, uh, we'll put all of those things together and make a decision. But I certainly want to be able to get students back on campus if possible in the fall. I mean, that's, what, that's what's great about a residential campus like ours, is that students want to be here. And, uh, and, but I'm going to ask students again, uh, if we do bring students on campus, to work with us on being safe and healthy. You know, if we're still wearing masks, if we're mm -hmm. able to, you know, wipe down our desks uh, after class um, so that the next group coming in, um, you know, it, it, it's just that matter of getting the whole campus. And, you know, one of the things I, I talk about a lot is think university first. And if our faculty, staff, and students can think university first as they come back to work uh, and come back to study, uh, in the fall, um, that we take care of each other. Uh, that has to be one of our major goals. But I, I definitely want to see the class, uh, a class coming back in the, uh, in the fall. Definitely see our students do that. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and that kind of brings us to our next question, which is that um, when people paid for tuition, some took out loans and it, it was a huge effect on their life. And there was a package that they expected for that price. Now, of course, understandably, this package has changed. 
and classes have switched online for this semester. And as you mentioned, uh, the possibility is still open for future semesters as well. What is your message to people who might be troubled by this change? Well, one, let me just start with the, the financial issue. Um, you know, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do um, the video on Buffs Together uh, is to be able to raise that money. If, you know, if we have uh, over $3 million at the end of this to help out students uh, who are having difficulties with finances, especially with, um, you know, paying tuition uh, and fees and so on, that we can be of, of assistance to them. Uh, what I wanted to do was to make sure that students stayed on track to graduate. Uh, and so, you know, this, this spring, um, we got through, you know, most of the semester uh, before um, we, we moved to Zoom, before we moved to remote. Uh, what I want the faculty to do, and I've been talking to the provost and the deans about this, is I want them to really spend their time uh, after the semester in the summer making sure that they're upgrading um, through remote learning, upgrading their curriculum using remote learning. Hopefully we won't have to come back and use remote for all of our classes like we're doing now. But I suspect we might have, for example, some large lecture classes uh, by remote in the fall. Uh, if not for the whole semester, for part of the semester. I want to take it up a notch and make sure that the quality of education that's being provided to the students really does match what the students' expectations are. So it's a little bit of a bumpy road this spring, uh, although I'm hearing really positive stories uh, from uh, faculty and some students about the remote. I want our faculty to really focus on remote teaching as well over the summer in case if we have to go back uh, to remote learning um, for, for some of our classes. As I said, you know, possibly those large lecture classes, which may be difficult to have on campus with 150 students. But right now we have about 50% of our, of our classes right now where uh, it's under 50 students or under 40 students. For those classes, those are the ones that I'd like to move back to in person as quickly as possible if we can. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured that when, you know, things go back to normal, it's going to be maybe a little bit smaller, a little bit changed in <laughs> the beginning. Um, so I guess as we wrap things up, uh, if there was one thing that you could say and be able to reach every person at CU, what would uh, your message be? Well, the first thing is just how proud I am of our students and our faculty and our staff and the personal sacrifices they're making. Uh, it's across the board uh, and really coming together uh, as a university uh, to respond to an emergency situation uh, for health and safety of everyone in our community. And, you know, I also want to be able to thank especially our students, but also our faculty and staff for their patience uh, and sacrifice. Our students have been very patient in working with us. Uh, it's been very difficult to move out of the residence halls, go back home uh, to take courses by remote. Um, but I really believe that uh, this is something that not only will we overcome together, uh, we'll come out stronger on the other side. I'm a true believer of that. Mm -hmm. I think we will, we will have opportunities that for fall and beyond that we really weren't thinking about, but 
these opportunities occurred uh, because of COVID-19. So overall, I'm just really um, proud of, um, of our students and our faculty and staff and um, making sure that from a, a legacy point of view uh, that you know, people will remember this as, a, as one of the most difficult times in our history of the university, but we'll come out of it much stronger, as I mentioned. Well, thank you, Chancellor. We really thank appreciate you. you taking the time to talk to us. It's my pleasure. And also, thank you for leading our campus through unprecedented times. Well, it's my pleasure. I, as you mentioned, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> I've seen a lot, but nothing like this. So uh, take care of yourselves, both uh, Daniel and Zan, and uh, have a, you know, I know this for some is Easter week and Passover week. So yeah. uh, get, get some relaxation in this weekend. You as well. Thank you so All right. much. Take care. All right. Bye. We'll see you. Bye now. Thanks for listening to The Network Effects. If you want to check out more about today's guests or other exclusive content, go to thenetworkeffects.com. There you can follow all of our social medias and sign up for our mailing list.